Hi, you're listening to the New Space India podcast, a bi-weekly talk show that exclusively brings insights from the Indian space activities ecosystem. I'm your host Narayan, the co-founder of India's first space-focused think tank, Spaceport Sarabhai. Guests on the New Space India podcast help you understand space activities related macro and micro trends within India in all aspects including space history, local industry, space science, technology evolution, law and policy, art and more. The New Space India podcast is supported by Dassault Systems, a global leader in providing businesses and people with collaborative virtual environments to enable sustainable innovations. Dassault Systems Solutions supports startups, small and medium scale enterprises and original equipment manufacturers in developing disruptive solutions for space launchers and satellites. Hi and welcome to the 100th episode of the New Space India podcast. I'm very glad to have made it so far and I would like to thank all the guests as well as the listeners who have made it so far into the podcast itself. Today we have Priyanka here on a very interesting topic that I've never discussed in the podcast series before to talk about art and the role of art in space. Before we get deeper into the topic in itself, Priyanka, thank you so much for taking the time to speaking with me and welcome to the New Space India podcast. Thanks a lot MT and like I already told you I'm just so honored to be your 100th guest and congrats a lot on getting to this milestone. Yeah, thank you so much. I hope to keep up if possible and keep the knowledge flowing in that sense. So let's discuss a little bit about your background first before we get into the actual topic. You are what we would call based on your profile a space engineer or even a space scientist in that sense who has an inclination towards art and space where does the space engineer and where does the artist meet or what is your inspiration towards moving into discovering more of the work of art in space yeah so the answer to that question is that it's a lot to do with background and the way i was brought up so my parents firstly they were they're both from a scientific background so my father was an engineer mother a doctor so i always had that scientific temperament going in the family but i was always very inclined towards the arts from a very young age and that's so basically when i was a kid i was like okay i don't want to do just pure engineering or pure arts i'll try and mix the two so when you want to study science you need to get you need to know the basics you need to know your maths your physics you need to build that analytical skill that you get from engineering so that's why i did the engineering and science part went on to do a phd but i fun fact i actually started off with the arts i just after my class 12 i had been selected to study at the national institute of design in ahmedabad so design is not purely arts but it's more of the creative side of things and then i decided that okay it's a bit too early to leave that technical bit so i went and did physics from st stevens in delhi then went came to france to study at technique and on a phd only to now after a few years of experience in space i realized that my true calling is really more on the creative side more on the artistic side because there's so much to explore it's very nascent it's very new especially in the space industry new in the sense not in terms of time because art has always been part of the space industry since the very beginning actually even predates in space i can trace it back to things like the last cave paintings in france so many thousands of years ago where people were already marking astronomical events on the walls of caves i'm but i'm calling it nascent in the sense people are still not aware that art is a huge part of the space exploration conversation so this is where i wanted to work and i thought i could maybe leave a little bit of a mark behind <laughs> Right and the first thing that comes to my mind is is there a history of how art has inspired space exploration or even how space exploration looked at art for the first time i know that personally that uh, there's been a lot of like voyager missions and so on where they had these artistic elements to the mission in itself that's the only thing that i know as a normal person who doesn't know anything about art has there been i'm pretty sure that there's been a lot of people who in the early days of space exploration were 
either inspired through art or even embedded art in the space creation what is the brief history of that so indeed there's been the relation between art and space and science it's really nothing new for me it comes down to how do you even define art so this is my take as someone with a scientific background for me when you're doing science it's a very structured approach you want to logically break down everything into steps to get somewhere and to be able to retrace so that is my opinion of what science and technology is on the other hand art is more about how do you break out of the structured thought break out of this bubble and just explore things without the constraints of logic and so this thing has been going on art has always been an essence of humanity like i said right from the days of cave paintings even in india and bhimbetkar you have amazing displays of how people were exploring their surroundings through art and this night sky has already inspired so many painters even van gogh and then you go to see his paintings you have the starry night which he painted way back in late 1800s and it's still so relevant to us in society on one hand the relationship between uh, art and space is this where people have tried to understand the universe through this medium of art on the other hand you can also argue that these explorations these artistic explorations have actually led to some of the pioneering technologies in space for example science fiction you know uh, jules verne the french uh, author he wrote about going to the moon and uh, there have been a lot of russian russian science fiction also which have set to inspire rocket scientists such as Hermann Oberth or even Konstantin Tsiolkovsky of the the rocket equation and even Robert Goddard these are some of the people who were heavily inspired by novels written in Russia and Germany and the United States way back in the 18th 19th century and i had listened to one of your earlier podcasts with gurbir singh where he mentioned uh, the film you know frau and mond or women in the moon which was directed i think in the late 20s the 1920s and this movie was a pioneering work of engineering because they had on board as a technical advisor where for the first time they had showed stage separation in a movie in front of the public and this legacy has continued even today we films have been so important to us interstellar you know where they had on board a very famous scientist to to explore how closely you can represent imagination through science in with a scientific background so this expect this relationship has been there for a very long time it just has not been has not been acknowledged so that acknowledgement is the problem that we have to solve yeah one of the things that uh, i do remember from mond is that people today uh, can associate the launch uh, countdown everywhere around the world with respect to a space launch and i think in mond is where the first time that they had this uh, countdown yes <laughs> so these uh, and so art has always been around to ex- inspire us even going back to interstellar for example have you seen the movie so at the end when they have that huge spacecraft circling saturn or whatever planet it was the cooper station that image that you have the station being a circular object revolving in space to create artificial gravity etc that imagery is actually not new it's not pioneered by interstellar you can actually trace it back to the 70s where nasa had this brilliant idea of a space colony study where they invited artists like rigidus daniel davis and daniel davis to work on to imagine what these future societies in space might look like and then when you look at one of the pioneering works during this time called toroidal colonies you go and look at that image and you find the image which has been vectorized in 3d through cgi 50 years later and one of the curious questions that i had is obviously there is art that probably civilizations have explored with respect to space in the modern world but also i think there could be artistic things that are explored in the older civilizations and 
I'm wondering if you have ancients or you've read across or come across where anything with respect to the Indian subcontinent where space not in its modern form with isro or but in case space was explored as an artistic theme in mythology obviously has a lot of things but then other forms has been looked at in india so i was going to go into mythology here you have all kinds of creative spacecraft mentioned in the ancient epics and on the other side you also have astronomy for example you had to be able to draw that on a piece of paper right? and you cannot and you know when you go into an engineering drawing class in the beginning no one's really adept at putting things on paper when it's not third things you've learned to write as a kid so that's where artistry i think also has been very prevalent and you, if you trace it forward millennia and you take it back to the time of galileo galileo himself was an artist and he was able to dip, to document a lot of what he saw through his telescope by drawing them drawing the faces of the moon drawing the crater etc and i'm sh- so unfortunately i don't think any of that trace from ancient indian civilizations remains of how they used to of all the things they might have drawn uh, to document what they saw in the night sky but i'm sure i think it was a big is a big part of this uh, of how astronomy developed and it became very important for indian civilization through astrology etc so yeah artists have had a part to play in that i strongly believe it. right and one of the interesting backgrounds here is why should people care about art and the intersection of art and space what would be your thesis to this why should people care about the intersection of art and space in the big like i like i said rocket science itself stems from people having imagined going to space in the first place through scientific depictions through art sorry through science fiction depictions through artistic depictions and now that that artistic phase inspired current rocketry and now we are taking that forward to the next phase of human space exploration we are not going to the moon to mars to alpha centauri i don't know how much of it is actually possible to actually go and create establish a settlement but people are trying and the thing is you're not sending robots you're sending humans at the end of the day right so this opens up a whole new avenue of what these future human civilizations are going to experience in the form of art which takes care not just of entertainment but also as a way to express yourself when you're not able to when you're not able to use your standard methods for getting expressing about okay fine you're a scientist you're on mars and you're writing down your daily observations but at the end of the day you're a human you want to go back and you want to just relax or try to find try to connect with that human side of you which was on earth and a lot of that comes from this artistic exploration because at the end of the day surviving in space is not just going to be a f- not just about overcoming your physical constraints but it's also the emotional constraints the psychological constraints and in this is when art comes becomes important as maybe even as therapy recently we all of us have come out of this what seems like hundreds of years of confinement due to covid and during this phase a lot of people had lost their jobs a lot of people had been laid off but artists became suddenly very important to society because they were keeping things together they were keep giving us some sort of meaning to continue thing with each other it also boosted a lot of creative thinking which i strongly believe is behind some of the boost we see these days gpt coming gpt4 coming <laughs> kinds of crazy things the space industry itself new space has seen such a huge boost because so many new ideas have come and yeah so art is going to be important for our future societies as well and the question here is it's really fantastic how would these future societies experience art would there be new kinds of technology that would be invented new ways of interacting with yourself with your family through your, i don't know virtual reality etc and also uh, recently i heard this idea of how 
Quidditch could actually be, become a reality <laughs> and stay. So if I were uh, Chairman Isro or whoever is the top policy maker in India, what would be your pitch to me to say that let's do something more with art in space, with which really speaks to the Indian community in that sense. So what would be your, let's say a five minute pitch? So this is an important lesson I had learned. But I learned that if I start the conversation with, okay, let's do art, there's a direct, uh, okay, I don't want to listen to you anymore. But if you say, let's change the, the way things are imagined, or we need a fundamental shift in the way we are thinking about space exploration, that's when you get to start pe- to have people get interested in this topic. So I had identified six reasons why art is important for the future of space exploration and especially how it can be useful for the Indian space ecosystem. So the first one is really how do you reach out to people because we shouldn't forget that India is a India has a largely rural population and you know it, it's wild if you just go to an average person on the street and be like okay so what do you think about space exploration but so this is where art becomes important because even today we're using artistic methods to propagate ideas about our history, our culture, and also as a way to propagate information. And this is where the first reason why art becomes important. The second one is, this is something I've been seeing amongst the youth. So I know we're not that old, but we already have are being replaced by a new generation. And today's youth is, I'm really excited to see that they're more and more inclined towards more cross-disciplinary ways of working. And this is due to a generational shift in the way uh, we're thinking about technology and uh, making that link between the last mile ut- uh, user and the technology itself. The third, the third reason why we should invest in more art is, of course, to reimagine our future. Currently, a lot of the narrative is very American, very Western, and which is a pity because there's so much cultural diversity in India itself, and I come from the Northeast, Northeast itself is, Assam is, has the highest number of tribes in the country. And each of these tribes has something to offer. So what can we learn from these cultures? What can we learn from the way they have adapted to extreme environments like a flood? What are these methods, psychological methods that you have uh, ingrained because of your cultural and artistic approaches? And it's also very important for outreach to speak about how do you imagine these new futures where which is not just setting up a McDonald's on the moon. <laughs> how can you have something more interesting than that in these new societies? And how do you actually not get left behind? Because we should really promote our own culture in these international environments. The fourth one is actually going back to this, just this previous point. How do you promote our Indian culture and traditions at global platforms? One example is like yoga and meditation. They've already become a fad in the West, but they do, you do trace it back to our Indian heritage, right? And this is just one aspect of what we can learn from our cultures. And um, why this is relevant to art is because for me, art is another way of expressing things that you cannot just write a scientific paper about. (laughs) And also what can Indian culture teach the global space industry? Because Going back to what I said earlier, space resilience is not just about physical endurance, but also emotional and psychological endurance. The fifth reason is artists play a huge role in society. They, this is something I found that just because I, I say I'm an artist, I already have, I see doors open up to speak in a very unfiltered manner about what I think about the space industry, the direction in which it's going. So artists do play a role in telling you sort of a general guideline, a direction to go into, or warnings, or new imaginaries, everything. And the last reason is the new upcoming new space industry in India itself can benefit so much from investing in more arts, working with more artists making it part of their part of their business models, if you want to call it that way. For example, working with artists towards imagining these new futures or even sending art to space to promote this, having a footprint, having their personal branding in a certain way, imprinted in, in the space industry. And of course, artists are really good at outreach. So that 
does not hurt. So yeah, these are the six points I would say explain why we should invest a bit more in giving more opportunities to artists to work with our technical people in the space industry, especially in the context of India. Yeah, one of the interesting anecdotes that I remember, maybe I'm wrong, I'm correct, I don't know exactly, but I can recall reading somewhere that when the first test communication satellites were being rolled out in India, where ISRO actually made its own ground antenna and TV set and was testing the ATS satellites. I think the first, one of the first broadcasts was Professor Sarabhai's wife is a, an artist. She's a dancer, Mrunali Sarabhai. And uh, it was her dance program that was broadcasted through satellite. Yeah, see, this, I would say this is way more engaging than someone just speaking about, I don't know, the rocket equation. <laughs> So, yeah, it's a great way to just really capture the imagination of the local people. And I would say it's also today we're in a part, we're becoming a society that's becoming so used to categorizing things. Okay, so you should study this, so you should do this as a career, etc. But I believe from ancient times, we've not really been this way. We've really appreciated the worth of cross-disciplinary approach to thinking. Our ancient scientists and philosophers, they've been trained also in the arts. Even if you go back to when he was a very accomplished painter, actually. And same with even our Western scientists like Newton, etc. They really managed to mix the creative side of expression with the more technical, logic-based side. And it's only recent. I feel it's a recent development, maybe due to industrialization, where you're so used to being categorized that, yeah, it's like art is becoming a separate thing, science is becoming a separate thing, space exploration is becoming a separate thing, law and policy is becoming a separate thing. And we are lacking people who are able to think, you know, bringing all of these thought processes together, because at the end of the day, things have to work in harmony, right? I keep saying art and art, but at the end of the day, what I guess I want to really say is we need to work in adopt a cross-disciplinary approach which is not just purely logic-based but also encourages thinking about the what if rather than just the how again one of the interesting aspects here is what stands out as examples from other people that you see that appeals to the general public and uh, is there any projects that you can think of which has really made a very big impact on the society that you can give us projects that have really inspired people to either have them think about investing more in space or them believing in space exploration, getting more taxpayer money because of this kind of, for me, I think this element of art is something that is very then you know, deeply entrenched into this mindset of why we need to also then explore space and why space exploration needs to get funding from the average taxpayer and maybe art is one way of using that tool to communicate the value of it. So are there examples that drive that narrative that you've seen across the world? Yes, of course. The biggest example is the link between NASA and Hollywood. If you think about it, there's just, it's just a thing in, in movies, in Hollywood, where they are able to not just imagine a scenario where okay, let's just shoot things, shoot, not shoot in space yet, not yet, but shoot a film about space exploration. And they can't just do it by themselves. They have to work in tandem with from all of these space agencies to get some of the background idea. Like I said, Kipson worked with Nobel Laureate. He worked on Interstellar to figure out what the black hole might look like, which eventually, when they recently found the image of the black hole, turns out that, yeah, that was it. And I feel this also is a reason why, the, if I just were to give American society as a, an example, how they're able to actually captivate the imagination of the locals through film, through multimedia art. And they have so many universities, for example, the Media Lab in MIT, they have an a division called Space Exploration Initiative. And they have actual scientists who work as artists and they're able to send payload to the ISS. They're able to send different kinds of art science experiments to space, which get funded, which are able to test on one hand, something artistic, some 
for example, I was part of such a project. It's called the Moon Gallery, which actually went to space last year. It was an incredible moment in my life. And this this project was to, on one hand, explore what it would mean to send art to space, and on the other hand, it also had certain scientific experiments on board. For example, how would a certain material react in space, etc. And so this is one example I would say is that NASA has done a good job of encouraging the use of the arts and taking it and allowed it to be taken to the local, to the public. And another example I can think of is, yeah, so in, in France and based, there's the French space agency, CNES, and they started this thing called Observatoire de l'Espace, ODE. And this is completely opposite of what I just explained about sending art to space, etc. So what OED is doing is they're actually allowing artists to go to have access to the archives of, of CNES and then create works out of it that are then further you know, exhibited in galleries or even in their own headquarters. And they have artist residencies. And these things, they are able to connect with the local people. When France said it's, sent its first atmospheric balloon into space, okay, it was a great moment, but it might have just remained forgotten in history. But recently, someone actually took the, all that footage and converted it into a film, like with her own narrative behind it. But it was displayed in so many places and you know, people were able to connect with, that, with such a, an artistic output. And I feel these things are really inspiring because ISRO has such a huge, rich history. It goes back as back as Kines itself. So how can we use all that information to maybe create something using our local Indian artists? So the possibilities are endless, I would say. No, it's interesting to, to know all of these. And also I'm learning here the first time on many of these topics as well. But then what you mentioned about one of your projects, Flying to Space, what kind of art do you pursue and what what kind of work do you believe as somebody who is from India and also living abroad and trying to consolidate or making links that can work also on both sides? What is the kind of work that makes you tick every day? Yeah, so this project was something that came along my path just really out of the blue. So just going back to the previous question of what are some of these examples that have maybe contributed towards getting more funding for space exploration. One thing I actually completely forgot to mention was I'm part of uh, this committee of the IAF, the International Astronautical Federation, which let's just say like they do organize a lot of conferences that allow people to come together and meet each other and maybe discuss projects. So from the communication point of view, something like the IAC is very important for the space industry. And so the committee I'm part of is ITACUS, so the, the technical committee for the cultural utilization of space. It groups together a lot of people from with diverse backgrounds, from art, from technology, scientists, lead scientists at ESA, NASA, etc. And then they come up with all of these fantastic ideas of how do you, what can you possibly do to push the boundaries of artistic exploration for the sake of space exploration and this is how i like i literally it was serendipity i was like okay i'm at this iac i really want to meet some artists what do i do i turned around and there was a door and it said space art conference in five minutes <laughs> i went in I, they were pitching this idea about the moon gallery at the time and they were looking for artists to contribute and I said, okay, I have this project I've been working on for the past 15 years. It's it's a programming project. Because I do. Something I've been working on from school, programming on C+. Everyone else is programming a database system or some sort of a useful uh, uh, application of computer science. And I was like, hey, let's just do some art with it. You know? And so that concept I've been building many years. How do you use mathematical equations, make it look pretty on a screen? And how can you use that to inspire you about space? And that's how I developed this artwork called I borrowed, I created this name inspired from Sanskrit. And I intended it to me in an illustration of duality. 
So duality in my case as an artist, I'm also a scientist. And in this case, the fact that I was sending very minuscule into the vastness of space, I was using digital simulations to create something artistic. So a lot of concepts of duality that I was exploring through this artwork, which I pitched and was very happy when it, I got that acceptance letter for it. And yeah, it flew to space last year and I have already been part of projects that have been sent to the ISS, etc. But not once have I cried the way I did when I saw the launch of my own artwork into space. So yeah, I had the huge emotional connection with this work of mine. So I would say yeah, I'm more of a technologist when it comes to artists. Like I do use all kinds of media. It could be acrylic, it could be dance, it could be singing, it could be just plain sketching to portray my ideas to the public as an artist. And yeah, this connection is what this raw adrenaline rush that I feel by creating a creating something artistic for absolutely no reason except the fact that I can do this as a human being. I think that is what keeps me going and is what has inspired me to use my technical background to also work and establish, try and establish self as an artist. <laughs> so one of the things that you mentioned here is it's art is mostly about collaboration as, as with people at the end of the day and I guess that kind of collaboration is what would make things work for everyone. What is the status of um, art in space in India? Do you have a sense of are there other people discovering this or is there a movement towards people looking to establish something or how can a bigger community be developed? Are there some other ideas around this? I'm really hoping that through your podcast, I will have people reach out to me so we can create this community. But yeah, individually, like I said, a lot of the young people are getting interested in it. I have a mentee also who is just starting out in her career and she is very interested in the arts. And also through platforms for the young generation like the SGAC, etc. I've been so through the SGAC I, I did an experiment and I launched an art gallery an art gallery which i was curating to just poke the minds of all these thousands of people who are part of this community under the age of 35 to see how they interact with space as an artist and i'm very happy to see that a lot of submissions do come from indians like a lot of young indian people and recently i had collaborated with this with kinais Kines, uh, not Kines, but Kines. It's the next generation of IoT satellite of Argos, the Argos program. And Kines had recently launched a call for artwork and for kids, but I negotiated a play for having a member of the SGAC also take part. And then when we launched the call for art, the winner was actually an Indian girl. So I was very happy to see this. And her art is actually going to space later in the year on board one of these Kines satellites. So this is changing. I would love to create a community which is a bit more structured. And for that, a bit of self-promotion here maybe. <laughs> but I'm actually starting an art studio, which is right now in the process of being set up. And my idea is to use this art studio. It's like a think tank where you bring together all these technologists, all these artists, policymakers, etc. And think about... On one hand, something concrete like how do you solve a s social issues in India through space, but while being able to make your work relevant to the public. I keep stressing on this point that India is a largely rural population and the context is very different from a developed country. France, if I go on the street and ask, you know, tell them about GMSS satellites, so like, yeah, I know, it's like, they might not know too much about it, but at least they know that their GPS data comes from satellites. I would say this is not the case in India. I don't know how many people, there are people who are not even using a smartphone you know, to make use of all these uh, space technologies. And they're not really aware of how much their life today is made easier by all this data from space. So this art, Think Tank Studio, is about bridging this gap. And 
I have one project coming up, <laughs> which if it becomes a success, hopefully we can do another podcast on it in the near future. Again, you know, I hope that uh, this kind of community grows and there's a tribe of people who are able to influence more and more artistic kind of uh, takes into space. And I think the general Indian community, I feel like, is still very under-engaged in one form or the other. And also probably that was also probably because the typical government setup in India may not provide the space available to an artist to express themselves in a way that is then embedded to to the programs that they run. But I guess that as we see more and more of this interplanetary and human spaceflight missions, hopefully that aspect of it will be something that people will recognize and provide a space for people to participate in one form or the other. Apart from this, is there any, let's say, what would be your prescription in that sense? Are there any specific ideas that you think are worthwhile talking to people in India as policymakers where you can say, please do this to encourage or provide a platform? Yeah, actually, it's something I'm actually doing at the moment where one of my projects is, it's called Rivers from Our Veins. And if you want to learn more about it, it's on my website. So this project is about my homeland, Assam. And in Assam, you have the Northeast Space Application Center, NISAC. They have, so Assam is known for, not just its tea, but also as one of the worst flood-affected regions in the world, actually. And climate change is not helping that. And so for this reason, about from two, in 2009, they had this space-based application called Flood Early Warning System, which is able to generate alerts two hours, not sorry, like about 48 hours before a flood event. And the idea is to generate this alert for affected communities. On one hand, it's great. And it's like a great use of space data for this kind of noble people-oriented project. On the other hand, it still suffers from things like last mile, um, last mile information dissemination, because it's not given directly to the end user, which in this case is a rural villager whose house is probably going to get swept away in the next 48 hours, but it's actually given to the local administrative circle. And then it's they who decide how this information is disseminated. So there are two problems here. Firstly, the fact that you're not able to actually send it to the end user directly because if you just send an SMS saying, hey, there's a flood in 48 hours, uh, you have to evacuate, it'll create large-scale panic. And the second one is because you're not able to reach to the end user, you have no control over how this information actually being used. So this is why I keep stressing on why you need to look you need to change your outlook on how you're actually making your technology relevant to the end user. And I strongly believe that art, artistic and cultural approaches could help build that narrative to make your technology relevant. And an example here I would give is, so I had, the, I had a lovely opportunity to discuss with the actor Adil Hussain, who is Assamese. <laughs> and he and I, we had this really nice discussion on how his work as an artist, and he also has some experience with space-related films, because I don't know if People know this, but he actually starred in Star Trek. <laughs> and he, he, he was telling me how his experience as an artist realized, made him realize that he, he doesn't work just for entertainment. He works to make information relevant to the people. And I thought that was such a powerful message. And some of the other people also I've been discussing this with, for example, our common friend, Matthew Wise. I was really surprised how enthusiastic he was when I just wrote to him one random email saying, hey, do you want to discuss art in space? <laughs> and so I'm really happy to see that things are changing. And it's very early stage, but at least it's possible to have this conversation already, not just with someone from space like Matthew, but also someone from the artistic side like Adil Hussain. Uh, and of course, someone like you, who's giving me a platform to speak about the importance of the arts. And yeah, so I, I would say that progress is starting to be made. And now we just need to have this community that is able to actually add this mass of peer pressure to have things done and to have, it, have, yeah, have these technologies that are being developed 
made available to the local people through art, through artistic deliverables. Fascinating. I think it's interesting to to see so many different perspectives. I'm sure that a lot of listeners, I think, are also thinking about all of these topics for the first time through this podcast. And it's actually something that even I am learning in that sense as to what are the possibilities and so on. But I do think that uh, creating some sort of uh, residency programs or integrating this into both the upstream and downstream part of the ecosystem where people are either creating programs that communicate the use of space through art or are able to talk about it from a more exploratory standpoint could both influence society like India. You're right. And what I wanted to add here was actually, if you want to concretely speak about what things can be done. So during my experiments with the place of art in space, I identified this very vicious circle of the cycle that an artist has to go through. So the first hurdle for any artist is really acknowledgement of their work, which requires platforms, like you said, residencies, support through a patron or being able to exhibit. And the thing is, to have these opportunities, you need to put in more funding, right? Some financial support. And this is something I feel it's still very difficult for artists, especially new upcoming artists to secure. And then the amount of funding will actually determine how much you're able to produce, how much art are you able to produce, how you're able to make it relevant. And then you also have to pay your bills as an artist, right? So your artist commission. And then having that kind of a support structure, financial support, means that you need to have going back to like why would you why would someone fund put in money because the work of that artist is acknowledged so this is where the vicious cycle starts like firstly it's acknowledgement then having the platforms for that acknowledgement then the financial support for those platforms and then having the acknowledgement to have that financial support so i would say this loop needs to be broken with more injection on the financial support side and of course the platforms because the acknowledgement will come by itself. So more residencies, more residencies are something that the other space agencies have been doing since time immemorial. Like I said, NASA had an artist residency back in the 60s. James Webb are a commonly known name, but I don't know how many people actually know, but he was actually a very famous NASA scientist back in the 60s. Who in 1962, this is even before people went to the moon, he said, we need to have artists on board and working in tandem with the technical teams. And then he is the one who proposed an art, an artist program. So it's called the NASA Artist Program, which was started in the 60s. So ESA has its own residency program. Even there, I would say they're not very active. You have maybe a few artists every year or something. So even there, they could improve it. And from ISRO, I don't even think they have an artist residency program. Or if they do, I would love to be proved wrong. But if I'm right, then I would say that's a good place to start. Because ISRO makes people dream. And it's an internationally recognized organization. They have, a lot of, they have a lot of opportunity worth and so much material just to feed the work of an artist. And they can actually benefit from from this relationship. So we have chatted for a long time. I'll have two final questions that I would like to combine to ask you. One is, is there a role for the private sector in India where they can engage the artistic community in the absence of anybody in the ISRO or the government ecosystem playing a role? Any thoughts around that as to how that could be executed? And the final being, what is the future outlook for yourself as well as your work possibly in India in the upcoming years? Yeah, two very interesting questions. So on the new space side, and so I gave the example of ISRO, but I really wanted to extend it also to the upcoming industry, which that you very correctly said if they, even if they work independently of all these government agencies, they can actually do a lot in promoting this whole ecosystem for cross-disciplinary work between artists and engineers. So one is that you have Galaxy, you have Pixel, you have all these companies, Bellatrix, 
and even a friend of mine, Pratik from Satcha, they deal with amazing imagery, and this imagery is can be used in so many ways to create new works of art. And it's not just on one hand, it can also not just create artistic outlook output. On the other hand, it can also train an artist into using a technology, using imagery. It's, using these platforms for image processing etc so it's a two way thing and the second one is of course you can also launch art into space for uh, the example i gave of kinase earlier who are launching about 15 satellites 15 to 25 satellites and some of these satellites have dummy payloads and on these dummy payloads they are going to it's not even a full blown painting it's just a line drawing by kid and they're going to etch it onto one side of the dummy payload and send it to space so that could be another idea and we all know planet labs and planet labs apparently has been sending art to space from the first launch in which the founders they said okay we have this cubes are fleet in front of us we want to draw something on the solid on the back side and so they actually sent they were one of the first startups to actually send art to space and of course on on the financial side i think they can these upcoming companies can also benefit a lot from financing the work of artists or taking one along with them when they're going to you know, conferences to see how the artist can help visualize how they can improve their outreach if they're missing out something on their brand side etc like recently i represented a company in a conference and from my eye as an artist i was able to immediately identify what were the avenues of improvement for their brand so that could be one thing which benefits them as well so yeah lots of different opportunities and imagination is limited and as for my work i would say it is a bit daunting when it comes to having a technical background and then suddenly saying okay i want to leave all of this and go into art firstly i am not leaving all of it <laughs> i'm actually using my everything i learned from a scientific training to build up this next phase in my life the studio that i was talking about and i also want to help change this mindset that art is something different it's something from a technical a technical approach to things i think the two can actually go together not as two separate entities working together but actually like the same people like same you see a lot of technical people are also very talented musicians or painters etc and they can bring this whole once you acknowledge their work as an artist you can bring an entire mind mindset shift in the way these technologies are built and at the end of the day how they are made relevant for the end user so yeah that is my next step like i said it's very daunting but also very exciting something i would say i don't know many people at least in india who are doing this and i would love to in 10 years time see that it's actually created a fleet of people thinking in this manner and that we actually come together and manage to change change this mindset and i would end with an anecdote so last year i was invited to some event in france with literally the who's who of french space ecosystem from that particular background and uh, ceos top scientists and uh, i was there i was like yeah i did this technical study but i'm actually working as an artist and this table mostly of men which is another issue i didn't touch during our topic our conversation but yeah there needs to be some more diversity also <laughs> and i think art can help promote that in the space industry so yeah this table full of different generation men looking at me straight in the eye and saying hey what's your place on our team we are building xyz thing for space exploration etc and i looked them back in the eye and i said that's great but of you 40 people how many of you have actually managed to send something personal created by your own hand with no meaning whatsoever into space and that's when the iss was just above our head <laughs> and i was like yeah see my my work is there in in that thing you built and then that's when they were like ah oh, yeah true yeah true yeah now you're welcome to our table so i said i shouldn't have to prove my worth by having sense of new space i should just be able to walk in comfortably 
and say that I'm an artist, I want to work with you, uh, tech people. And so how can we take this forward? You know, how can we work on these projects? So hopefully in 10 years time, when I, when I look back, I would not, I would be in a situation where I wouldn't have had to, you know, I wouldn't have to ask this question. Yeah, thank you so much, Mr. Priyanka, for spending this time and being able to reflect on the status of something like art in space. And I truly hope that the community in India especially grows in this direction. And hopefully you'll be able to find some collaborators in the process as well of pursuing this. But again, thank you so much for spending this time with me and helping me and the others listening to the podcast educate on this topic. Yeah, I would love to. Right now we had a very nice casual chat. It was quite... Uh, even for me, it was quite nice to be able to channel my thoughts into something coherent. But if people are interested in the audience, I would love to collaborate. Maybe we could come up with a white paper on this, something more structured <laughs> that can be shown around. And uh, yeah, but I did write a paper, which if you're interested, I can give you the link to. And uh, yeah, let's do this. Let's do, let's have more space for art in space. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'll leave your link to your website in the show notes for anyone to pick it up. And good luck with whatever you're doing. And I know it's pretty tough, but then, yeah, I'm sure that given that your strong inclination to this, that you will find your way. And I'm pretty sure that this will also become something that is that has a bright future in a place like India in the future as well. Hey, look at you. You have like a hundredth episode already. So, yeah, you're you're inspiring the likes of us. Congrats on that. Once again. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for spending your time again. Thank you for listening in to this episode of the New Space India podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share this episode with anyone you believe will enjoy listening to it. You'll be able to find the New Space India podcast in any of the podcasting platforms that you may be using, including Apple, Google, Spotify, YouTube and others. Do subscribe to the podcast in case you want to receive new episodes automatically. I'm grateful if you're able to leave a rating for the podcast, which will help others discover it. Thank you for listening in again, and the next episode will be out in the next two weeks as usual.